My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 110 and day five of Halloween. Halloween. They're going to get so, they're so tired of that. They're like, God, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I get it. It's Halloween. Shut up. (laughs) And in this episode, we are going to be discussing an animated film. So a children's, well, not just because it's animated doesn't mean it's children. But in this case, it is. It is. is. (laughs) We're going to be discussing the 2006 animated film Monster House. And this is a supernatural comedy horror film, which is the genre it's in. So that's a lot of subgenres there. Supernatural (laughs) comedy horror. Horror film. Horror film. (laughs) monster house and i did not watch this as a child i watched it as an adult like the first time mm-hmm. several years ago and i love it mm-hmm. i, love I agree movie did you watch this when you were like I, they came out in 2006 so we weren't really kid kids i was in yeah, middle school i would we were have been in high school. 16 so yeah. i don't think i watched it until after i graduated and went back and rewatched some good movies that i missed yeah i watched this I was I was after I moved to Colorado, so just in the past few years, so at least since 2015, and it was just on. I don't like new things. Like I know that sounds stupid because all we do is watch new movies I haven't seen, but when it's on my own time, I like to go back to things that I know because it's comforting, and especially mm-hmm. when we watch all these new movies all the time. When I'm on my own time, I want to make sure that I spend it watching things that I like. So. I watched Monster House and typically when I go for animated, I go for Paranorman because that one's really good and Coraline and, but I've added Monster House to my rotation every single year because it literally happens on Halloween night. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Halloween and (laughs) you know how I feel about kids. Exactly. Like, this is my shit. They're standing off against a nemesis. And honestly, this house looks like the it house. So, fair, yeah. You know, it, not that that's why I like it, but it's just funny because there are like some parallels. But it's also got a pretty good cast. Steve Buscemi is in this. Maggie Gyllenhaal is in this. Kevin James, Nick Cannon. I mean, Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. John Heater, Catherine O'Hara. It's just got a lot of people in it. And it was produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. So, you know, it's got just some some powerhouses behind it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it, the music is great. I just, I don't know. We'll talk about it. But it's also got some really deep thematic elements, too. Mm-hmm. And no, I love this movie all around. It's just great. I feel like a lot of horror in general is really deep but especially when you get into those children's horror films they Mm -hmm. are so I'm not saying kids movies aren't deep in their what they're getting at and their thematic elements for children but especially these horror films when you look at Coraline and Paranorman like I mentioned earlier and especially in this one when we talk about grief and I feel like the main character and kind of like Becoming a man, doing things on his own, breaking out from his babysitter, mm-hmm. facing his fears, all of these things, they're pretty deep for a children's movie and to talk about with kids. And it's not really in your face, but these are all things this movie face faces and tackles and and it's just, you know, I I love I don't know if I'll have kids, but this is definitely something that will be <laughs> I hope they enjoy and that will be in their rotation. Mm-hmm. I don't know at what age we will start it, but as young as we possibly can. It is kind of spooky, though. 
It is. I mean, people get eaten by a house. I mean, imagine like you let your kid watch this movie and then they're scared to go trick or treating. (laughs) That would be devastating. Right. And it had a $75 million budget. Damn. Yeah. It's got good art in it. So I bet that took a lot of it. Oh, yeah. It's got good names in it. I'm sure that took a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful art. I mean, and it got $141 million in return, but that's not a huge, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it is, but, you know, but, yeah. So, the plot of this film is DJ is our main character, and his parents are leaving for the weekend, and they leave him with a babysitter who just goes by Z. I'm just Z now. That's kind of how he <laughs> goes about it. And his best friend's name is Chowder. I love Chowder. <laughs> yeah, Chowder's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely our comedic relief. I, I will say, I don't really like, especially in kids' movies, when the fat kid is always used as comedic relief because I feel mm-hmm. like fat characters in entertainment are always just used as the comedic relief and there's not really m- much deeper about their characters other than, well, they're fat, so they're funny because then I feel like that's what's expected of fat people. This is going to be kind of a little rant on my end mm-hmm. in society because there can't be anything more to them than that, but that's still a good quality. Like they're fat, so they could be funny. And I've done, I do a lot of like, I do a lot of like research and and while listening to body positivity content and I don't necessarily subscribe to like this is going to sound weird all of the body positivity movement but I have listened to a lot of creators on the internet and they've felt subscribed to that stereotype as well as bigger people because of things like this and so I think mm-hmm. we could take that out a little bit and have some more of our main characters maybe not be skinny attractive people i'm just throwing that out there or if we do have bigger characters they don't always need to be the comedic relief they could have a little bit more depth to them than that so i'm just gonna throw that out there just as a little side note but well especially in a kids movie where you are you're training kids how to look at society you're you're basically just continuing that stereotype so i get you exactly and we see that even in adult TV and film, I mean, look at Rebel Wilson's characters and mm-hmm. pretty much everything she plays. Yeah, and now she's losing all this weight and she looks bomb and I'm sure she's much healthier, but um, it might take her off some lists of funny comedians, which is sad. Exactly. It's a typecast thing. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure she'll get roles and... You know, but it changes the roles that she got and the things that she was handed for in certain movies. She was the funny fat friend. And I mean, they literally called her Fat Amy in a movie. That was literally her name. That's sad. Yeah, exactly. And she embraced that and she was fine with that. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, you know, was she to get the roles and to embrace herself in Hollywood. And I'm not saying you, you should love yourself at any size and embrace. And fat is not a bad word. It is just an adjective and it should not be a bad word, but I'm just saying, you know, we are more than our bodies, whether we are skinny or fat and we are more than a personality that Hollywood has typecasted us all as essentially. So, you know, wish we could see a little bit more representation across all minorities as well Mm -hmm. you know not even just talking about bodies but just in this specific case chowder is that 
fat, funny friend. And that's really, you know, he likes the girl too, but of course the girl's not going to look at him twice and she wants DJ, you know, and that's how it always goes. Exactly. So just, you know, not really a huge problem. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't take away from the story of Monster House for me. But we could do a little better. Now, this was 2006 and we weren't as woke, but we we could do better, you know. So please don't tell me that Kevin James voiced him. <laughs> no, he was one of the cops. That's the fat cop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, the kids are actually voiced by kids. But yeah. Which is I don't really care. He was an adult. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Kevin James is another one. You know, yeah, exactly. That has embraced the fat, funny guy. But typically, men, even as fat men, get, you know, small, attractive women. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there's nothing inherently more beautiful about being big or small. But in Hollywood, there is. And that's the standard I'm getting at. So, you know, just throwing that out there is something that bothers me a little bit. There's actually a, somebody I follow on TikTok that talks about fat women fat women in Hollywood and the disservices done to their character and she analyzes them and she's like you know picks apart the role that they played and sometimes she highlights the positive parts and what she did like but a lot of times she picks it apart and being like they didn't give her any character depth they just focus on Mm -hmm. her being fat so you know just something to throw out there but so we have DJ and his friend Chowder and they're going to be spending the weekend together and it's the weekend of Halloween and they have a teenage babysitter named Z. Now, if I was leaving my kids for the weekend, I would probably get somebody not a not a teenage teenager. babysitter. Like a for a night, I suppose that's okay. Mm-hmm. And like I would have been an okay teenager, but I just feel like that's a lot of trust. Trust over a whole weekend. Like yeah. you have to have other parental friends you can leave your kids with, right? Like chowder right, parents. Exactly. Let them let them go over to Chowder's parents' house, you know. But exactly, this is movie logic, and it's animated, and you know, whatever. <laughs> but so in the beginning, we also see that we're setting up the plot because there is a house right across the street from DJ's, and there it's Mister Nevercracker's house, and he is the typical old man. Get off my lawn! But not only that. If people go to his lawn or lose something on his lawn, he takes their stuff from them. And he, whether it be bikes or basketballs, because Chowder loses a basketball over there, he just mm-hmm. fucking takes it. And that's what happens. Chowder loses a basketball on, on Mr. Nevercracker's lawn, and DJ is caught trying to get it back. And Mr. Nevercracker has this whole confrontation with him lifts him up this frail old man with no teeth and he looks terrifying (laughs) lifts him up to yell at him has a heart attack from overexerting himself passes the fuck out on top of dj and is taken away in an ambulance so they think mr nevercracker just fucking died right in front of them yes like jesus (laughs) christ and they're not that upset about it they're right like, they're mostly just making fun of dj that he's like cursed now like he just kills people he's a cold-blooded killer <laughs> <laughs> and that night dj gets a phone call from the house but no one is there and that's where the horror part like it's very mild horror mm-hmm. you know obviously it's for kids but really it's very like if you made this into a movie and you took out all the 
children parts, it would be pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So he gets a call from the house and there's no one there, but he clearly knows it's from that house. And he's like, what the You can hear fuck? the fucking phone ringing, which is also super creepy. Yeah. Yep. And then Z, the babysitter, her boyfriend Bones, Z and Bones come by and he tells, who tells them about losing his kite on Nevercracker's lawn when he was 10 and that Nevercracker supposedly ate his wife. So he's an urban legend. Right. Exactly. For these kids, this mm-hmm. house and this man, like, and this is a teenager now. So he's probably 16, 17, maybe 18 years old. So this is six or seven or eight years after this incident that he's had. So this mm-hmm. has stayed with these kids for years and years and years throughout their school life. Like I want to be an urban legend <laughs> in my neighborhood. I'll start stealing kids' toys and throwing them in your basement. Somebody will call the cops. And then a Karen will come over here and start screaming at me and I'll crumble. <laughs> right. Here's your soccer ball back. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any soccer ball. Everybody's got cameras now, though. Got a ring doorbell. Yeah. So later, Bones sees his lost kite in the house's front door. Be like, you don't have my kite like six, seven years later. But he's an idiot. And drunk. And drunk. And why is a kite that important? I tried a kite one time when I was a kid, and that shit was so dumb. No, I agree. It like flies up there. Cool. Well, maybe if you actually get it right, but like it went up there and it was up there for a second and then it went on the ground. So maybe I was just <laughs> really like, bad. That was it? All yeah. right. <laughs> Are you done? Okay. So he goes to get it and then he is fucking eaten by the house, like gobbled up. And then DJ meets up with Chowder and they investigate it, but the house comes to life and attacks the shit out of them. And yeah. So they're terrified. They run back. And then the next morning, we get our trio. And this is very, I actually read something about it maybe being inspired by Harry Potter trio. The next morning, a girl joins them. She is selling Halloween candy and goes to the house. And DJ and Chowder, she's going up to Nevercrackers because she's not from the neighborhood. She's canvassing other neighborhoods because she is just so business savvy. And they rush out to save her before she gets eaten by the house. And of course, this is when they're like fighting over her. Also, they've been like peeing in a bottle in their room because they've been staking out this house for so they're long. They're boys. You boys. know, they're so privileged. <laughs> I was talking to, I don't remember who it was. I, li- I honestly don't remember which one of my friends it was. I was talking about the fact that I went on a road trip recently. And, you know, I only go to the bathroom when I have to pull over to get gas because I want to be efficient. And he's like, yeah, sometimes I'll just like get a Gatorade bottle because of the big mouths on them. And I'm like, that is fucking disgusting. What if you miss? What if you fucking miss? Is that Andrew? Act- Who are you talking no, to? No, it wasn't Andrew because he was in my car <laughs> with me. Exactly why I was like, is that where the story came out? No, no, no. I can't remember if I was on Snapchat or what. I honestly don't remember. But. I was like, that is fucking, because it was before I left, so I don't remember, but (laughs) what if you miss, and two, are you driving and multitasking? And if you're in the passenger seat, who is letting that happen? And also, (laughs) 
do you just keep it? What if you forget about it in your car? I just have so many questions. Is oh, that something God. that is normal for guys? I just have questions. Do you pull over? And Right. Like, and if you pull over, just like go behind a bush. Why do you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can move on. But I just have questions. <laughs> oh, there's these things you can get called shiwis. And I just think that's really funny. That's beside the point, though. I just think it's fun to say she we not sponsored <laughs> willing to be sponsored by anybody though hit us oh up. my god <laughs> this, this episode. is so sponsored <gasps> by she we it would be perfect on our fucking <laughs> patreon we have a crystal lake campers tier and to be perfect for camping oh my god it would it would she we hit us up i wonder if they're still in business i have no idea anyways if you don't know how it works just look it up i don't want to explain it so she comes into their room and they're trying to explain it to her, but she's like, I'm going to fucking call the cops. You fucking narc. <laughs> Cause she's like the good girl. She's from the private school. She's all logic and science. And she's like, there's no way, no fucking way that this house is eating people. And they're like, okay, but like it is like, it, <laughs> it certainly is ma'am. Ma'am. And then Landers and Lister are the cops, but they don't believe the kids because, like, honestly, if kids came up to my door and they were like, a house is eating people, I'd be like, okay, it's haunted. And they were like, no, no, the house, the house itself is eating people. I'd be like, no, the house is probably haunted. They'd be like, <laughs> no, you're not understanding. I'd be like, no, you're an idiot. Let's go get the ghost. And then we'd all die. Exactly. Because like that, that's fair to not believe a kid. I'm all about believing kids. Like when they think they see shit, but like, that's pretty out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you believe a kid about that. So the cops obviously don't believe them, but the cops will come back because they're like, you know, the house is obviously not going to do shit in front of adults. Even if you taunted the house, it's not going to do, especially if it has some sort of intelligence, which it obviously does because it was taunting this other kid with a kite. Yeah. It was like, come hither. I'm going to eat you. Because also it's mad that they took its caretaker away, which you later find out is its husband. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not going to do shit when the cops are there. And then the cops are like, can y'all stay away from the house? Because we're going to, like, come back later. And if you're doing shit around that house, um, you better not be. <laughs> so then they're like, well, let's go get this local video gamer named Skull. So we have Skull and Z and Bones. <laughs> yeah. And Chowder. I love it. I don't know what my nickname would be. Like if I just had to like give like skull or Z or bones. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently mine is Brenda. That's different though. <laughs> That's one we gave you at work because I don't remember why, but yes. Cause some dude called me Brenda after me telling him my name twice. Oh, that's and shaking right. Shaking his hand. Ew. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. No, if I wanted like a badass nickname that had something, <gasps> Spider, just call me Spider. Yeah, that's fair. You yeah. are the Spider Woman. That's my name on Among Us too, except I spell it S P Y because you know mm. Among Us. It's just Spider. Yeah. Anyways, 
Hit me up if you want to play Among Us, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they skull they go to this video game expert and he's also supposedly an expert on the supernatural and they learn from him that the house is a rare monster created when a human soul merges with a man-made structure and that it can only be killed by destroying its heart so the girl in the group i already forgot her fucking name jenny i think it's jenny did i say it was jenny pretty sure it's jenny (laughs) it looks like jenny yeah we're just gonna call her jenny hope that's right they figure out so they they have to go to the house to figure out obviously where the heart is and they also see but i mean they kind of figure it out they try to they come to the conclusion first that it must be the furnace because there's been smoke coming out of the chimney pretty much this entire time so she's like okay well it must be the furnace which that's a pain in the ass to get to because furnaces are always in inconvenient locations and you have to go in the house to get it right. Mm -hmm. So now we have to go on this whole adventure into the house and they come up with this. I love kids plans in every movie. I love plans that kids come up with. Also kids are so much braver than adults. Oh yeah. All the time. Like in every movie as an adult, I'd be like, we're just letting that house be. I ain't doing it. In the world, like, I was so much braver as a kid than I am as an adult. Oh, true. True, true. Like, just about, like... Yeah. A lot, anything. Like, risking the breaking bones and stuff. But exactly. Like, yeah, I'll do a backflip off this trampoline off the edge. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. Like, whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, they decide that they're going to make dummies containing cold medicine. <laughs> To try to put the house to sleep, which Mm -hmm. is such kid logic. It's a house, fam. (laughs) It's a house. You're going to need a lot of fucking cold medicine because Chowder's dad, I think, owns a pharmacy. And so they got to go steal it from the pharmacy. But before the dummies, they which they make out of trash cans or no, they're hiding in trash cans and they make this dummy and it rolls up to the house. But the cops return and they thwart their plan and then they arrest them because they find stolen medicine inside the dummy (laughs) if i saw that medicine i'd be like why the fuck are y'all getting high at like 13 years old or 12 or however old you are on cold medicine y'all are making meth right or getting high on cough syrup y'all need to calm the fuck down (laughs) go trick or treat is this pseudo (laughs) (laughs) yeah go get candy get high on sugar god like what are these middle schoolers doing (laughs) god i remember when cheese became a thing and all the parents were like are our kids cheesing do you remember that no no you're probably too you mean like from south park Uh, i didn't know it was a south park thing but yeah well like the cheesing episode in south park that's what i'm asking i don't know what you're talking about which one is the cheese? Is that the uh, cat pee? Is it? Yeah, that's the cat pee. Oh no, that was a. I think it was like an acetaminophen thing. Hold on, I gotta uh-uh. look it up now. It was. I'm pretty sure cheese drug. Yeah, yeah, it's a type of heroin. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, over the counter cold medicine. Yeah, and heroin. Not <laughs> a kid for that. Parents are weird because. Where do they think we were getting black tar heroin and cold medicine as middle <laughs> schoolers? But the news is always like, your kids are going to cheese. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. I mean, maybe some kids, I guess. But in my suburban town, we did not know where to get heroin. <laughs> Other things, but not heroin. 
not at that time anyways i'm sure some people figured it out eventually but we were like the fuck is black tar heroin <laughs> anyways also didn't have money for that but they get vindicated because the house is like i'm gonna eat these cops <laughs> and yeah. a police car which is problematic because that's where they they are is in the cop car right but the house eventually goes to sleep when they're inside and once you get inside it's really cool to see all of the basically human parts of the house you know like to Mm -hmm. see what they made kind of obviously you can kind of see like the eyes or the windows but especially Mm -hmm. on the inside when they start exploring in the basement they find all these toys that it's accumulated from the lawn as well as a door opening to a shrine that the find the body of Nebercracker's dead wife, Constance, the giantess. Yeah. <laughs> Another fat joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do y'all hate fat people in this movie? Man? Well, and I mean, even to the point where we go and we get to see their life when they were in love, his the wife and husband, and the plaque on her thing at the freak show is the woman who is as big as a house. Yeah. She becomes a house. Yeah. She do. Which is sad. And I'm not... I don't know. I've already gone off about my whole... <laughs> fat thing but i'm not gonna do it again but you know yeah it's a thing throughout the whole movie (laughs) yeah and uh, you know maybe it's uh, some sort of um i don't know doesn't matter but it does matter but we already talked about that anyways so they do find the dead body and the house becomes aware of their presence and it attacks them. And then that them going through the house and everything that it does, the animation is so stunning and the colors mm-hmm. are stunning and everything that this movie does is really fun to watch. And the, the trio, it literally emulates Harry Potter because they also look like them. We have her Hermione basically they have smart girl they just kind of moved them around and that's something that was brought up and like every single thing I looked at it was like they're Harry Potter characters they emulated mm-hmm. after J.K. Rowling and I was like okay like I kind of see that but also you know give them their own moment right so they have to make it vomit and they basically grab what they're is its uvula in the house and it throws them up and then they see Nebercracker returns alive he did have a heart attack but he just is like still in his hospital stuff so it's almost like he fucking broke out of there right exactly like he had to get back home as yeah. soon as fucking possible so the house is merged with Constance's spirit and instead of eating her he had given her the happiest times in her life yeah and as and, and that's when you were kind of talking about it showing their life and he met mm-hmm. her and she was an unwilling member of a circus freak show and he fell in love with her despite her obesity can we fall in love with people yeah like not despite but be like you can be attracted i don't know like my husband and i are i'm just gonna like throw this out there he is an incredible athlete like he is a hockey ref and he played hockey and he's like built quite a bit of muscle before covid he was like working out all the time and i am not and he thinks like 
he, he does not love me despite our differences in our body. I'm just going to throw that out there. He doesn't have to see past anything. So I'm just saying like, I, I'm sorry. That just irks me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I didn't it's... get the despite thing in the movie, but like in some of the plot points, it was like, despite her obesity, it's like, he can love her be not because of that, but also fat women get fetishized a lot and you can love mm-hmm. someone for everything that they are. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, it just bothers me. I lo- I do love this film. It's wonderful. <laughs> There's just some problems. The fat thing just really bothers me because we've moved into the point of where like, I'm not saying I don't necessarily, I believe that you need to take care of your health. And if your weight starts to become a problem, then you should do anything you can to take care of yourself. But I also believe that, you know, and your doctor or whomever, I'm not a medical professional, but know what's best for you and your health. And that is in your hands and your decision but you can love yourself and you don't need to be a certain size or a certain weight to be beautiful and have worth. And I just, there are so many things in, especially a kid's movie, like don't make it like, and, and maybe I'm hoping that some kids took away that you can be loved and be, Mm -hmm. you know, but also she was in a freak show for being, Right, exactly. More, but we do that all the time. Like, you know, my 600 pound life puts these people on display like they're freaks, but also tries to help them. But it's also on something like TLC where we like, yeah, and then she ends up being right. And then she ends up being the bad guy to top it all off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just. Some commentary, I suppose. Really, the only issue I issue I really had with the movie was that perception can be a little sad to me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've moved on since then, I would hope. Like, I haven't... I personally haven't seen a child's movie that's made this similar commentary. But I don't watch a lot of kids' movies. But I do know that there aren't a lot of animated movies that do have a fat character that is the hero Mm -hmm. so you know i mean look at disney look at look at like frozen for example if you put these princesses to scale they -hmm. would be dead i'm just Mm -hmm. saying you know what i mean that's not that's not realistic anyways so they go and they run into Nevercracker, and then you get that whole story And aware that Constant Spirit made the house come alive, he drove everyone away in order to protect them from her. So he was trying to be scary, but he just wanted actually to protect the kids because he knew that she had turned into this villainous eat them all up house. So DJ convinces Nebercracker to let Constance go and Constance doesn't want to go. And it actually breaks free from the foundation and gets up and starts running at them. And so now this house is basically broken free and it chases them to a construction site, which is where we get our last act here. And Nebercracker realizes, you know, that this has been Constance does need to go because she's caused all of this horrible basically trauma and he causes and attempts to blow the house up with dynamite, but she attacks him. And we get Chowder fighting off the house with an excavator and DJ and Jenny climb up to the top of a crane and see, this is those, that thing when you do when you're a kid and then mm-hmm. as an adult, you're like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. You know? I would never do that in a billion years. Yeah. And I'm not saying even like 
kids in real life would, but I have like reservations. Like I think some would. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems like the logical thing we have to do right now. DJ and Jenny climb up to the top of that crane and DJ throws the dynamite given to him by Nevercracker into the house's chimney, causing it to explode and release Constance Ghost, who, you know, they it's really sweet. She dances with Nevercracker before finally going to her afterlife. And DJ apologist, apologizes to Nevercracker for his loss of his wife, but Nevercracker thanks them for freeing his wife from being trapped for 45 years freeing them both because he was trapped in that situation too which is so sweet and sad yep and then later that night in their halloween costumes they line up you know at the site where nevercracker dj chowder and jenny return and they get their toys back and after jenny's mother picks her up and dj's parents return chowder and dj go trick-or-treating which, which was the fucking deal. Yeah, which earlier they were like, we might be too old for, but those who were eaten by the house also emerged from the basement. And then we go trick-or-treating and everybody's okay. And and yeah, so that's it. And those themes I was talking about, I know we talked a lot about bodies, but the the grief and him dancing with his wife and her being and him being tied also to the grief of losing her and not letting her go and then turning into this whole thing that is a huge commentary as well in my opinion I didn't really read anything about that but I could just see that being something that we we could talk about too Mm -hmm. you know yeah because it's it's definitely something I relate to you know it's hard it's hard to let go and you get tied to it and let it become something that it should have never been you know Mm -hmm. you should have let it go a long time ago and I'm sure that I know that this is kind of coming from another angle here and maybe this is not true but I it might I have no idea what the afterlife is like maybe it's hard to move on when you're on the other side too Mm -hmm. I, I don't know maybe you want to be shackled to your loved one Right. I don't know. And also, also DJ is kind of trying to, he doesn't want a babysitter in the beginning. He wants to, he's like, I don't need a babysitter. And this is also kind of a coming of age for him too. You know, Chowder and Jenny are just kind of following along. Jenny's really intelligent, but he's also, this is kind of his, you know, he's the leader of this group. He didn't need a babysitter in the beginning. So this is also kind of, He's becoming an adult, uh, becoming yeah. a man, coming of age, you know? Well, they literally, like, they point that out in his voice changes a few times throughout the movie, and, and they, like, make a point of that. Talk about puberty. His parents are mm-hmm. like, ooh, is it puberty? No, I'm having lots and lots of puberty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's so many things in this film that they bring up as, you could pull so many things. There are even other things that we could pull, you know? And I really enjoyed watching it and every time I watch it I get more things and that's just when you can watch a film over and over and pull more things from it every time you watch it that's when you know that you've done something great with a movie Mm -hmm. and I feel like this is one of those movies I've only seen it probably maybe four or five times now it's not something I've seen in excess so at some point I'm sure it'll just become one of those films that I watch and go through the motions with but still enjoy but right now I'm not at that point every time I watch it I do get more from it so that's good yeah and it was fucking nominated for best animated feature at the fucking Oscars so 
and the Golden yeah, Globes. But I'm sure Disney won because they always do. Uh, I don't fucking know. Let's see. Yeah, what year was this? 2006, I think you said. So let's see. Happy Feet won. Wow. Yep. It won it won against Cars too. Cars, Monster House, and Happy Feet. And Happy Feet won. Wow. Go Happy Feet. Yeah, which I That's also right. enjoyed that movie. So and that was Pixar too. Cars was Pixar. Uh, Disney Pixar. So yeah. usually anytime Disney Pixar is on there they just sweep exactly but it was even nominated so that's a big deal for it being like horror mm-hmm. subgenre going up mm-hmm. into the academy awards it never fucking gets anything but it did get a nomination so that's awesome it was extremely well received by critics it's got a 75 percent critic consensus on rotten tomatoes and a 63 percent audience score i feel like the audience score is a little bit low there personally mm-hmm. i feel like this is yeah, whenever I hear from people, they always talk, you know, about how much they love it. I mean, even my friends that like, I have a lot of friends that watch this without kids on Halloween and talk about like what a wonderful movie this is, and again how deep it is and how it means a lot to them. So I don't know, but when you, I guess when you have almost two hundred thousand people talking about a movie, it's just a lot of opinion. Yeah, but it is one hundred ninety nine thousand six hundred twenty seven. I don't know, but. I would probably give it, I mean, I'm picky about my fives. I'd probably say a four. The fat thing really bothers me. I think that, but I don't know if I'd even knock it for that. It's just really hard for me to give a five. So I'd probably say a four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a five for me. Solid four. Really good freaking movie. I don't usually watch it every halloween but it's definitely in the rotation i usually get around to it and this is actually one of connor's favorite movies so and what's weird is it came out in july yes super fucking weird yeah like release it in october man why didn't you release it in october but maybe they wanted it to be out on like video dvd DVD yeah 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 but yeah super enjoy super recommend it's i think it's on tv a lot like i don't think it's one of those where you have to i don't think it's on streaming i didn't really find it on streaming but i think it's on like if you have cable i think it's on cable quite a bit during the season so highly recommend another one i recommend is paranorman obviously Coraline's one of those i recommend during spooky season i haven't seen frank and weenie but i've heard it's also a really good one if you have kids for halloween and then of course you've got the adams family and the scooby-doos and stuff like that but if you're looking mm-hmm. for one for kids this one's up there definitely so Thank you so much for hanging out with us for this review of Monster House. So Halloween week, we hope you're having a great week and enjoying the plethora of reviews and watching all the spooky movies. You can find us on all of our social medias, Facebook and Instagram or the Extra Sisters podcast. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to come over to Patreon and join our little spooky family over there, there's patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And tomorrow is Halloween. So of course we are with you again. And for tomorrow we have... The Boogeyman is back. Until then, stay creepy. 